0: the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moats on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: It is the Steelers Blitz. We got Arthur Moats moving and shaking and grooving in here, folks. <laughs> I
0: love that song, man. Yeah, I know when I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, man. I can't have that energy.
1: Emotesy, we got the tweets rolling in. We have got to have a Hall of Honor conversation. But first, I need to pick your brain. Uh oh. I love when things like this happen and I can bounce conversation off you. Okay? Like, I love it when sports controversies not related to the X's and O's happen. Mm-hmm. And I can pick the brain of a guy who was a professional athlete for a decade and knows what it's like to be there. Like, for example, remember you and I had that conversation, I think it was, what, two years ago now, um, when there was the incident between the Golden State Warriors, yes. one of their owners who pushed Kyle Lowry on the sideline. You know, that owner, was very interesting. An, I remember that an, scenario. An owner of an opposite team pushing a player on the other team. Things like that I really like. I mean, I love doing this show with you all the time, but – particularly conversations like this, because, again, just not many of us have that athlete perspective, and and you do the balance of knowing what it's like from the fan and media side as well as somebody who's been there. Are you familiar with the controversy that's been uh, wrapped up in the NHL the last 24 hours in terms of officiating? No, I'm not. Okay, good, because I would imagine a lot of our listeners probably aren't okay. either. There's a referee named Tim Peel, okay, mm-hmm. and this would have happened on Tuesday, Okay, two days ago. He was caught on a hot mic. Essentially, what happened was he's refereating refereeing a game in Detroit. The Predators are playing the Red Wings. Okay. Early on, there was a controversial call, like a 50-50 call. Yeah. yeah. They called a penalty on Detroit. Nashville scored a power play on it in like the first three minutes of the game. Okay. A couple minutes later, he calls a penalty on Nashville that was <laughs> that was questionable. <laughs> and when it's going to break, the <laughs> microphones catch him saying sorry, like not saying sorry, but basically telling his other officials like I had to make it. A, I had. To, I had to get a makeup, a make-up call. call. Like yeah, I've been. Yeah. I've been trying to get a call on Nashville. <laughs> so that obviously blew up into a whole controversy, right? Of refs controlling games, refs oh influencing games. How that works now with sports gambling? Because you know yeah. that whole <laughs> that whole integrity word now with sports gambling is oh massive for these leagues. Motes, where I come down on it is this: one, I, I I do think he's being scapegoated. He's been he's been fired by the N, like laid off by the NHL. Wow, because, really? Because he was because he was about to retire next month. They wow for that. <laughs> so I think they're, they're, they're throwing him under the bus. They're using him yes. as a scapegoat to say, well, look, see, we're getting rid of this guy yeah. when they're not actually doing anything about the problem. Very so true. I do feel bad for Tim Peel in that regard. But Moats, my perspective on this, and again, I, I want to turn it over to you in a second because you're the one who's been the professional athlete, was always, to me, yes, refs do have to manage a game, any game, mm-hmm. but to me, that relates to player safety, not to the competition in the playing field. And what I mean by that is if the officials notice early that a game's chippy, that yes. there's some borderline, yep. some dirty hits happening, they have to. They that's have when they yes. have to get control of the game. Mm-hmm. But when it's one team who's much better than the other and they just feel like, ah, oh, we got to have the calls even, or I made a mistake here and now yeah. I got to make up for that, that to me is when referees get too big for their britches. I was just
0: wondering your take on all this. No, man, I can understand that sentiment. For me, I've always viewed referees as, I mean, they're – I look at them like, kind of like police officers. Like They're going to have good you know, calls. They're going to have some bad stuff happen. We know we're going to heavily scrutinize them every single time, though, solely based on their position. So that's why, for me, I understand that even though it shouldn't happen, the human element yes. nature is there. If I mess up a call and my son scores on you <laughs> and I know I messed up the call, you're looking at me, you know I messed up this call we know you're going to look like that and I'm going to feel like this until I make it up for you. Sure. Even though I technically shouldn't. And it's not like you're going to fabricate a call. You can't make up the call. Just it, look for, it's, right, always, it's, it's like holding in the NFL. Exactly. Right? It's always there. You yes. just gotta be looking. It's like, for okay, TJ, it. I missed I miss you getting held on this one. Okay, I'm gonna watch for it this time and then I'll throw the flag. So, yes, even though it's a makeup call, it still was a violation that was committed. It's just he was more, I guess, in tune and trying to sure. seek something out. Sure. But that's the human nature element of it. It's so hard to 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 get, get that out of yes. the game. Yes. And yeah. that's my thing. It's like, I wanna fault these guys, but I'm like, I know. If I'm in that position, I'm the same way. It's just human nature. Even when I'm coaching my daughter's team, if I know the guy missed, missed the call, I'm not going to yell. I'm just like, bro, you're come just on, working man. On the next like, one. I'm like, <laughs> all right, so you got us down this end, right? Like, uh, uh, that's, a little, that's a little extra right here, right? Like, So it's the gamesmanship of it. Does it suck? 100%. Yes, especially when you're on the bad end of it. But after it happens, the difference is this. The good ones, they leave it at that. Hmm. All right, I blew my call with you. I made it up right here. We're now we're good. We're, we're playing ball. The bad ones are the ones who continue to do with we Try lock. and keep that yes. scoreboard in their, yes. in their mind. That's when, that's when it gets way out of line and you see the referees really take over. That is why I feel 100% what you're saying in terms of like, yo, you don't need to do this. You're doing way too much. You're yeah. controlling the game too much. But, yeah, if it's, all right, I blew this right here. I make you up one over here. Then it's done. That's how I look at it. Or at least from my experiences, sure. that's how I always viewed it. That's very well said.
1: That's the that's the take that I was looking for. Yeah, I just like I said, I wanted to I wanted to pick your brain on that when things like that happen. But the human right, it's so it is.
0: hard to get that out of there, bro. It is. And
1: that's the thing too. Like, do we really want robot officiating? Ray. In theory, we right, every time an umpire blows an Come obvious on, strike, every we like, oh, let's just get these guys out of here and let's get robots in there. Mm-hmm. But do we really I mean, do we really want that?
0: No, we don't.
1: Cause it is, it's part of the game. The gamesmanship, the, fl- the, like the it's, human element. It's part element. of the, part like, of the game. If you don't
0: have that that human element, the natural, oh, this could have happened positive for you or this happened bad for you, then it takes away from the parody of sports. That's why we love sports because what do we say? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But when you start getting so technical and so replay this, automated this, everything perfect this. It's like, that's not fun anymore. I don't, I don't want to watch the perfect game. I, I want to watch the janky. I want to watch the game that looked kind of good, kind of crazy. I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really mad. Yep. It's all over the place, and then the result is the result. And then we could talk Correct. about it and react, overreact Correct. at times, but you don't need to make those type of changes, you know?
1: I think you're absolutely right. We always – anytime there's situations like this, and like what happened with the Saints and the Rams in mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game a couple years ago, and you and I both know mm-hmm. as fellow D-Gens, Gambling be, becoming a mainstream part of sports is part of it. That word integrity has to hold up. You know what I mean? When you've got people wagering millions of dollars on games, that integrity has to hold up. But I think you're right. Like to me, it was a little bit of an overreaction. I, you, you know that that human element exists, um, I think there are ways that we can start to improve it. It's mm-hmm. it's a similar conversation of maybe some of the noise with the steelers. It's not gonna one day you're gonna wake up and flip a switch and all of a sudden right. referees are gonna think differently. So maybe there's a little things that we can do in that regard. But I'm with you too. Like the answer is not robots and to do everything through technology either. And I do feel like they threw this guy under the bus because he was going to retire without in a month. Anyways, without doubt, that's that's full time
0: scapegoat right there, man. Like,
1: and, and you know how I know that too is because. They were very clear he still keeps his pension, all that stuff. Right.
0: Yeah, if you if, were If you were, firing, if you were fired, him, fired, that's gone. Yeah, yeah
1: oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. so, so they're just trying to make themselves look good. And, you know, hey, Tim, you were going to retire in a month anyways. Let's get a little PR yeah, spin go, out go of go this ahead.
0: one. Hey, look, look. Let, 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 let's, let's use this as a benefit for both of us. Yeah, come what on. Let's say, what, what say yeah. you. And we'll give you a little extra on your pension on the back end, baby. Yeah, Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on, on Twitter at Wesley Uller at the Body52. The body. Motsi, we are gonna get to some tweets here in just a minute, but first we we gotta talk about some legends. Oh. Some 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 former Steelers who could be getting honored <gasps> soon. And of course hey now. talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Honor, folks. Right now, it is whether you're listening to this live with us at 106 on Thursday or whether you're listening to this on the replay at 106 tomorrow. Now through April 9th, Steelers fans have the opportunity. You can go online and cast your vote for who you think should be included in the Hall of Honor Class of 2021. It's an annual fan tradition and activity, and I would say honor for the fans, on Steelers.com and the Steelers app uh, that always garners interest every single year. The fan vote always runs for a month. So, again, it's open now through April 9th, then gets factored into the planning of the Hall of Fame committee, right, the the names that are on the top of that list. Then the Hall of Honor committee decides uh, it'll be late this spring or early summer. They'll get together and vote and decide – who is going to be honored as part of the 2021 class. We've got Steelers from the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way up through the 90s in this now and in the 2000s as well, too, with guys like Troy Polamalu who have been in the Hall of Honor. Um, there is a little bit of criteria for this, Arthur Motes, all right? There's a criteria. For former players, you have to be retired for at least three years. Okay. Okay, so... Like someone like Heinz Ward... Yes. ...would, would, would be he becoming that eligible criteria. now, yeah. right? Like, I don't know if... Does James Her- – I don't think James Harrison meet. does he meet that criteria yeah, he, he's going to
0: retire – because he retired – oh, uh, man, he retired in 18. 18. Yeah, so it's 21 now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have to have played
1: for the Steelers for at least three seasons. We call that, Arthur Motes, the Kevin Green clause. Uh,
0: <laughs> you got to play uh, yes. for three
1: years. How many years did Kevin Green play for the Steelers? All right, Look all right. You can put two and two together there. That's the all Kevin right. Green clause. And they should possess noteworthy career highlights – achievements and records former coaches and contributors are also part of this as well too right like people like bill nunn yeah yeah. significant contributions to the team and to the community folks you go on steelers.com if you want to vote in on all of this arthur moats you and i between now and april 9th on each show we'll spend a few minutes talking about some of these guys that are up for potential induction that you right now, the fans, can go on Steelers.com and vote for. Arthur Motes. when we were talking about this, when we were kicking this around. All right, who do we want to discuss for our first one here? There was only one answer.
0: It's only one guy. PZ! Five five. How could it not be? How could I not talk about PZ? Come my, on, man. My
1: favorite stealer growing up. Your favorite stealer.
0: Still a favorite stealer. <laughs> one of my favorite coaches this is my bro. oh man i love p man you gonna make me call him up today when i leave out of here man it's got to be peasy man get him on my list arthur Moats. he has if, my vote
1: if a, you know if a, if a Steeler fan came up to you right now and said arthur moats why should joey porter be in the Steelers hall of honor what say you
0: because he's a bad man you look at them <laughs> look at career sacks but then look at his sacks as a Steeler. you look at what he was able to do from an identity standpoint he fueled a playoff run. You think about the energy that he had. He was the toughness. He was the heart and soul of some of those defenses back then. You talk about a guy that also helped develop some of these younger guys in terms of a Debo. Debo doesn't get that chance. That that chance without PZ being the one to help him mm-hmm. out in his younger years and being the guy who was fortunate enough to sit in that room hearing these stories directly from. PZ and Debo is very much factual. So that's why if if somebody would ask me why, I would just that's my quick little two-minute spill on. I
1: I, I don't agree. think that's two
0: minutes. That might be 30 seconds. The elevator talk right there. The <laughs> elevator pitch.
1: Uh he was a first team all pro with the Pittsburgh Steelers, multiple-time pro bowler and of course a Super Bowl champion. Arthur Motes, eight years in the black and gold. Joey Porter had 10 interceptions. He scored a touchdown once upon a time as well, too. Mm-hmm. Eight fumble recoveries. Um, he scored two touch two, two scoop sixes as well so three touchdowns for PZ in 8
0: years. And he got a mean celebration. A real mean celebration with the, the kick, kick, man. You had to put some respect on the kick. Between man. him
1: doing the kick and Larry Foot with the foot, I mean those were if if you Cheers, were if you man. were a kid in Pittsburgh in the early to mid 2000s, you were mm-hmm. doing that out out on the playground. You were yep. doing the kick or you were doing the foot. So 8 years, 10 interceptions, eight fumble recoveries, three touchdowns. Arthur Motes, 468 combined tackles. Over 330 solo tackles in eight years with the Steelers. 75
0: tackles for loss,
1: Arthur Motes. <sighs> and a big one. 60 sacks. 60 of them thanks That's just
0: in Pittsburgh.
1: That's just, this is just in Pittsburgh. I was going to say just in Pittsburgh. Just
0: in Pittsburgh. Right. 98 sacks in his entire because career. Because I was going to say, I remember a lot of people – when uh when Debo broke the sack record here, they were like, Man, he's past peace. It's like, nah, 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 nope. nah, 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 big fella. Nope. peasy peasy peasy, I've talked me and peas would joke about, yeah, you need to come back to get you at least two cause you gotta get that hundred. That's <laughs> that's the magic number. That's it is that that's is. like when when you get the hundred. The Hall that's Hall, Hall of Fame number. I'm like, man, you need to come back. Get you one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different.
1: It is. It it, it absolutely is. Arthur Motes, um, Hubie hits were not a statistic until 2006 his yep. last year with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um so again there's there's a little less there for us to go off of in terms of pure numbers but 60
0: sacks in 8 seasons. Well, you know what else I like about him? What you no, his number? 55? Well, I mean obviously that, but it's something else. Tell me. I like when my player's a little janky. <laughs> and he definitely gave me he gave me that. He gave me that. <laughs> so, without a doubt, yes. Yes, indeed. I'm just saying, like, you want that guy coming off the bus first. You want that guy on your team. He out there warming up with the abs showing. You you want that guy. Arthur Motz, I
1: didn't realize he had 17-and-a-half sacks in 2008
0: with the Dolphins. Seriously. 17-and-a-half? No, no. no. That's what he did in the Dolphins. And then he was on pace to do it again in Arizona and hurt his knee. Yes. P.C. was going crazy when he left here. Yes. Hall of Honor,
1: without a doubt. All that that criteria that, that I just listed, right? He's been retired for at least three seasons. He was obviously a Steeler for much more than three years. Should possess noteworthy career highlights. Definitely got those. Check. <laughs> check. Definitely got those. Records, check. Mm-hmm. Achievements,
0: check. Yeah. Iconic jersey number, check. Check.
1: most do you have one Joey Porter moment that sticks out for you before I give mine?
0: Before we get to some of these tweets. I mean, I have so many. I'm sure. I know. That's I'll why it's, to hard, say, it's hard. It's hard to have, pick. Do I have one? Jeez, just one? Oh! E- e- e, I put you on the spot. You did. Yeah. You did. Oh man. Um, I mean, we obviously know about the <laughs> the pregame with the Browns, like, or or him running up on on Ray Lewis on the bus, like. I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I love that type of stuff, man. It just, yeah.
1: <sighs> I'm sorry, Arthur. Motz, is it, I, am I wrong for that? No, you're not. I have talked a little bit about how I think my favorite, my my one Joey Porter moment that really always stands out to me mm-hmm. is 2005 when the Steelers had that epic victory as big time underdogs against the Colts to okay. go to the AFC. You know, the the in the post game. they yeah, yeah, shot though. me in Denver. Uh huh. I've always – always, I've talked about this with you on the show before. Uh, Peasy walking off the field because remember with the Troy Polamalu interception that they mm-hmm. called back and then the Colts – you want to talk about a bad call by the reps. The Colts Shame end now. up getting the ball back. They drive down the field, but Mike Vanderjek – my WVU brethren, mm-hmm. misses, <laughs> misses his only field goal of the season for the Steelers to win the game. And Joey Porter trots off the field, screaming at the cameras, cheat that, cheat that. That's that's the one moment that always stands out to me with Joey Porter. Because I was at that age too. I was like 14, 15. It was the first time in my, you know, Real, like I was I was waiting for the Steelers to win the first Super Bowl right. for me, you know what I mean, And the disappointment of the year before and losing in the AFC championship game to the Patriots and then going back the following year. But that's one thing, what I just touched on there, that two thousand and four season where mm-hmm. the Steelers went fifteen and one and and lost to New England in the AFC championship game, Ben's rookie year. Mozi, people forget earlier that season, the Steelers whopped the Patriots in New England. Mm-hmm. The Patriots were on a twenty two game win streak. Okay, they were defending Super Bowl champions. They were on a 22-game win streak. And in that game, Plexico Burris and Ben Roethlisberger went off, and that's what a lot of people remember from that game. Do you know what I remember? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Three sacks from Joey Porter. Go crazy. Two forced fumbles from Joey Porter. Go crazy. And him just tormenting Tom Brady for three hours. Very much true. That performance from Joey Porter, I think, because, again, he did it in a lot of... Big
0: games. Yes.
1: And this was... He was a
0: big game player. He was a big game player.
1: This was... I mean, it was still relatively a big game because it was two of the best teams in the AFC and the Patriots Mm -hmm. were the defending Super Bowl champions and they're on a 22-game win streak, all that stuff. But this was just a regular season game that was like in October. You know what I mean? So it wasn't late in the season. It wasn't crunch time. It can be forgotten very easily. That performance that Joey Porter had when he destroyed the Patriots, when the Steelers stopped their 22-game win streak—three sacks, two forced fumbles in that
0: game—he was an animal, and I'll never forget that, without a doubt, man. Like you said, we can go down the list of just different sacks, celebrations, pick sixes—I mean, all type of stuff. Like you just, yeah, he's one of those players. Like I mean, you said 98 sacks. Pick one. Which one you want to go with? You know, we want to talk about who's in Miami. We want to talk about was in AZ. Where you want to go? I mean, like, seriously. Dude, I mean, it, it's Paul certain Haunter. players where it's just like, if you got to ask, they shouldn't be in. This is a guy you, you don't have, have to ask, ask about.
1: Peasy as that That's guy. the best way to wrap it up. Seriously. That's the best way to wrap it up. Joseph says, wasn't it Lamar Woodley who did the foot? Was it Woodley? I thought Wood- it was. No, Woodley
0: did the jump kick. He did the jump yeah, kick. Yeah, That's Woodley right. had the jump kick. Like the little side, like karate man. Yep. But like. Joey Porter Plus did the, just the straight up kick, like, like yeah,
1: not like T.J. Watt style, no, no, like w- just a yeah. straight up kick.
0: But he's like Peasy is like the sweeping, the sweeping kick foot. with the dust yes. up. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: Larry Foote mm-hmm. was the stomp down and and, yeah. and 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 your foot, and then you're right. And then Lamar uh, Woodley did like the he ninja, did little, yeah. like the wow! ninja kick,
0: three ninjas. Yeah, <laughs> three ninjas. Yep. Um, why? Why do everybody in kick? Why, why, why? are we all kicking Pittsburgh? Is that a thing? Why are we kicking?
1: I don't know. I missed that you memo. You tell me. You were the one. Yeah, you were the one who should have gotten the memo. I wasn't a kicking dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to kick my leg up. Jason says I would vote one Heath, two Myron Cope, three Big Snack, Casey Hampton. That's a good list.
0: Ooh, can't that's go a really good that. list.
1: I like that list. I might throw Joey Porter on that list too. But I, I that's definitely would. that's a good night. But shout
0: out to Heath.
1: Heath. Listen, uh, we will discuss. We'll, we, like I said, we're gonna every every show we're gonna pick. So we'll talk about Heath, we'll talk about Myron Cope, we'll talk about Casey Hampton, we'll talk about a lot of these guys. Um, you know, kind of as this goes around. But obviously, we we had to start today with with our God, Joey Porter, baby. We'll talk about Aaron Smith, we'll talk about Jason Gilden, and Mike Merriweather, Levon Kirkland. We got again, we we got a lot of people to talk to as we roll along here, or talk about as we roll along here. Again, fan voting open. For what? Another three weeks here until April 9th. Uh, David says, draft night podium question. Picture this. Debo and PZ walk onto the stage. Debo wearing sunglasses with his arms folded. Doesn't say a word while a video clip of him pile driving that Browns fans loops in the background. <laughs> Meanwhile, PZ rolls up his shirts and just starts going off on the Cleveland <laughs> crowd.
0: I'll take it. I'll I'm, not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to I'm it. Not opposed to that at all.
1: Uh, Don Juan says I would send James Harrison or Joey Porter to Cleveland to announce the Steelers draft pick.
0: Facts. You those saw are it good as, soon, as soon as you said it, I was like, five, five. Those are five, those five. are those are
1: good answers. Um Thrash here says, in honor of Three Question Thursday, I have a nerd side question for both of you. Well, you mm, guys know okay. that we like side questions. Uh, he wants us to pick what is your favorite Star Wars light side character and your favorite Star Wars
0: dark side character. Well, I think you already know my dark side character is Darth Vader. And then in terms of my light side character, I will go with Anakin. Because when he was Anakin, he was nice. I like that. See, actually. see the duality of man. The duality, the duality of Vader. The duality of man. The duality of Lord Vader. I mean, you
1: can't beat Darth. You can't beat Darth Vader. But you can't. You can't. I,
0: but I like like little Anakin. Like that drove the the uh, sure. pot the the, 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 sure. the Pat racers. This is yeah. pod racing. Yeah, I, I, like that one. You yeah. know what we need
1: to do is we need to cut that up, but we can dub over the voice. Oh. And instead of saying "This is pod racing," it'll say "This is podcasting." <laughs> ah, I like. Uh, Darth Vader is the greatest villain of all time. Uh, but Darth Maul was my guy. Darth Maul was fire. I've talked about this before. They need I was, to do it,
0: man. Why don't...
1: I was nine years old when the... We... Fa- I know that The Phantom Menace is not a good movie, okay? Darth Maul... I was Maul, nine years old I'm when it right came out. I'm right there with you. I'm that there was, with you. So you were one yes. 12. I'm right that there with you. That was my Star Wars movie. Yes. So, Without a doubt. I love Darth. I, yes. I know it's not a great movie, but I still love it. I no, love no. Darth Maul. Don't let these people You're tell right. you it's not a great movie. movie. I don't Listen, want to hit none Big of that. Stinks, exactly, all right?
0: but that's it. No, I don't want to hit none of that. I like I like Ja-Ja, Ja-Ja reminds me of somebody aunt. Like I like Jaja. <laughs> I had a crush on Natalie Portman when yeah, I was a like, kid. Like, like, yeah. it was just all coming together. Like,
1: stop it, man. Uh, yeah. Light side character because because Thrash says uh, for me it would be Obi Wan and Darth Maul. That might be my answer too. Honestly, I like Obi Wan. Gin. I was gonna well. say Qui Gon. I think I'd go Qui Gon and Darth Maul. Yeah. You know though,
0: but I yeah, give me like a little Dark- Anakin, man. I kind of
1: like Dark Side Anakin too. Oh, when he's
0: like older, but he, he ten- kills—he kills the younglings though, so I can't support that. Uh, well, you know, he has some adversity happening, and you <laughs> know how hey, with the sunset, you got to get it in blood. <laughs> he was getting it in blood, man. You turned her against me, so he gonna—he gonna, he gonna get—he gonna get his lick back. In my <laughs> new world, your new world, Anakin, listen to yourself hmm What else we got here? Uh um, That's a good question. Shout out to shout out to all the nerds out there, man, because I'm one two. All right. It. I'm right there with you. Rebecca, the lit one. Lit, 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 lit. It, this is her time too. One to this, right.
1: this is lit
0: faithfully, one it's lit thirty. Faithfully it's lit thirty o'clock right now. Let's go. <laughs>
1: What Steeler will we miss the most next season? She said for me, it's definitely Bud Dupree. After I read that letter that he wrote, I was an emotional mess. Yeah, if you guys have not seen oh, that yeah, 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 in the players' tribune, Bud Dupree wrote a really cool piece about uh just thanking Steeler Nation. Yeah. Make sure you check that out if you haven't seen it.
0: He might be my answer. I'm either going uh, or Mike Bud, Hilton. Or, uh well I was gonna say Bud or Stephen Nelson, actually. Ooh, yeah, a good Because too. I think with Mike is not gonna be felt as much because of Cam Sutton. But I don't know if Cam Sutton to Stephen Nelson if it's as close a gap as Mike Kilton uh, to Cam Sutton. Like, I felt Mike Kilton and Cam Sutton were pretty much pretty neck close. and neck. You know? Splitting hairs. Right. Yeah. Whereas I thought Stephen Nelson was a cut above both of those guys, and you could make the case between him and Joe Hayden. That's why I think they, we're going to feel that a lot more than people are really anticipating right now, That's unless well they said. make something else happen, you know?
1: That's well said. Um, Steel City, GF. Says it kills me to say this. I might throw up a little bit, but if the Browns sign clowny is that going to be a real problem? I don't know. Like in theory, it could be, but have you watched him play the last two years? I was about
0: to say y'all asking the wrong way y'all know how I feel. Yeah, Muts is not, I, a, clowny I am not guy. a clowny guy. <laughs> I don't. He does not scare me. He does not, not move the needle for Arthur yeah. Oh, he's in Cleveland. Congrats. You know
1: why? I can. I, I can. I can. Because yeah. you've given the same answer like yeah. six times. He takes plays off. A lot of plays off. He's not a high motor guy. Arthur Motes does not like guys like that.
0: All the talent in the world, but if you don't have a motor, it doesn't matter. And when you watch him play, I mean, 60 minutes, how many plays is he making that time? Like, I don't know. I'm cool on that. Uh, Sensei
1: chimes in again and says, I got you, Arthur Motes. I'll teach you how to do all those kicks. (laughs) There we go. Uh, let's see here,
0: buddy. <laughs> I'm I just envisioning myself just doing these kicks. Oh, I like you guys. I got the Lamar. Wah! I guys. got the foot. <laughs> I got the TJ. Rah! And I got the PZ. <gasps> <right. Coming> <laughs> I love you guys on the
1: Twitter.com. One more refresh here. All right. Let's see. One last chance for the knuckleheads. Uh, TC says I'm not 100% sure but I think Joey Porter might be the only player in NFL history with 70 plus sacks and 10 plus interceptions. We going to have to look that up. Yeah, we got to check on TC, but... I'm going to have to research that one because that's going to take me a couple minutes to research and yeah. so I'm not going to do that live on the air right now because that just won't be good radio mm-hmm. unless I don't know maybe Arthur Motes could sing to cover the time but I'm going to have to look that up because you know what if that's true wow you want to talk about records and accomplishments?
0: Yeah,
1: only player with 70 plus sacks, only player with 10 interceptions. That would be a really cool statistic. It would.
0: I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it is the case because no. this is P's. Like this is Peasy we're talking about. People and the, the I thing, think too, like the, the position ahead. was still a little different. than yes. he was kind of the
1: last of that era right, where he still right. dropped
0: back a lot more than than those absolutely. guys do now. Absolutely, absolutely. But I just I always find it funny like with Peasy. And this is what you always have to be careful about with some of like the, the off fill stuff. Like people will think peasy and think off fill and forget how like dominant he was. Oh my gosh. On the field, like they
1: just think that he was kind of like the emotional catalyst. Yeah, it's and was like, the, no, 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 like he, he was, was that, but productive. he was really good. Dude.
0: The reason the why the reason why he was the, the emotional catalyst is because he's kicking butt and they see that and they get motivated by his energy. Mm-hmm. You don't get motivated by a guy with energy that's not making plays.
1: I, I can tell you that for, for a fact. Moats, 17 and a half sacks at age 31. Exactly, 17 and a half sacks at age 31. Mm-hmm.
0: That's uh, that's just insane.
1: Because I remember,
0: because I would have been in 20, was that 10 or 11? That was 10, right? What year was that when he had the sack? That should have been 10. Because I want to say that was my first year in I the think, league. I think so. I, I don't def- have his stats re- up here anymore. Because I want to say, I remember looking. It was one of the
1: years with the Dolphins. Yeah.
0: I just remember thinking to myself, like, yo, that is crazy. It's nuts.
1: At that, that, that he's age. He's doing that. Yeah. 17 and a half sacks at mm-hmm. that age? That's nuts.
0: But then you couldn't fault the Steelers because you had Debo going crazy as well. So.
1: Oh, Yeah. Uh, what Juju Ben Hayden Akorafor says uh, his PC moment was him walking uh, onto the Bengals playoff hey field now. to stick up for his guys.
0: Hey and now, and
1: get an extra uh, 15 yards out of it that helped uh, get a victory there. Uh, the lit one also adds we're total Steelers and Star Wars nerds here, even named our pup Leia, and attaches the picture Aww. of the dog Leia with a lightsaber? lightsaber. I Aww. love it. I love it. Uh, good stuff today, folks. Thanks to our guy, Brian Backo, for joining us. Thanks to my colleague, as always. Great stuff. Great conversation. I look forward to days like today when we've mm. got, mm. you know... uh player off the field stuff to discuss we got referee controversy to discuss like i said i always enjoyed doing the shows with arthur moats but today was one of those days in particular where i was even more excited to pick his brain so good stuff moatsy thank you we back on tuesday looking forward to it shout out to g hanging out in the studio with us today oh, on yeah. his best behavior my you, you, goodness you
0: see the kid man doing what he does
1: i tell you what I, I when i was his age i would have just been a mess in here you'd have been heard, you, you, heard hey, me hey, hooting
0: hey. and hollering in the background you know they say that that parenting right well there, that's true that'd yeah, be that
1: it's that father. It's that father that he has, I tell you what. Best in the business. Uh, folks, enjoy the weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. Subscribe to the podcast, Steelers Blitz, wherever you get the pod. Go on Steelers.com. Vote for Hall of Honor voting. Make your voice heard as well, too. I don't Did I forget anything there? I think I got it. I run through the gamut. I think I got it.
0: Yeah. Peace, love, and tranquility. <laughs> Tranquilo. Ah, papi.
1: Folks, we'll talk to you next week. You know where to find us. As always, high noon and on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.